0: Hey there, cutie. It's me, a pretty lady, and definitely not the normal guy who does the intro. I'll make you a deal. If you listen to the rest of this episode, I'll give you a big ol' smooch right on the cheek. How's that sound? Anyway, this bit feels a bit half-baked, so I'll let you get on with the show. This
1: has got a recap.
0: Hello everybody, welcome back, back to the cast, gotta recap, we are back at it again, episode 6, Nick Montagani, I'm here with, you know him, you love him, it's Brendan Riley. Hey that's me. Brendan, they know and love you, how does it make you feel? Uh,
1: hmm, not really any different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was already a known.
1: Yeah, of course they do, they fucking better.
0: (laughs) Who can blame him? Uh, I love you too, bud. Thanks for joining me for episode six.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about this one. This is a good one,
0: Brendan. Yes. Uh, did you have a good May the Fourth? Did you was oh. the f- was the f- was the Fourth with you, Brendan?
1: Uh, I I guess so. Yeah. Um, I never really understood that whole thing.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, it's just a good. Everyone loves a good pun, and when there's a gigantic corporate entity attached to it like (laughs) star wars um how could you not love it
1: it's just a pun based on a lisp
0: (laughs) um all right favorite star wars property that's not one of the star wars movies
1: oh uh hmm i really liked the uh the bounty hunter game for the playstation 2 oh
0: you would like the bounty hunter (laughs) game isn't that jango fett uh i think so yeah (laughs) Uh, that's, you know, I did play, I had that on GameCube. Um, I think I actually have it on PS4 too. Like, I think they re-released it and like a couple other games. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry to now take away the rest of your weekend telling you that you can play that (laughs) on your your PS4.
1: Oh man. Maybe I'll beat it this time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got stuck on the level where you climb. I don't really remember most of it, but I think it's on Coruscant. And you have to climb up this tower like floor by floor. And there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of waves of enemies on each level. I I could not d- beat that level as a child. Um, I don't even know if I could now. I remember it being extremely difficult.
1: Yeah, I think I only made it to like level two. I spent a lot of my time just kind of like trying to see where I could
0: get to with the jetpack. And just scanning things, even things that couldn't be scanned.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just looking around. Uh, I was more interested in just being a bounty hunter than I was with actually playing the right. game. Right. Uh, But I haven't really played too many Star Wars games or or read any of the comics or the books or anything.
0: So I was going to say my favorite is actually the Darth Vader comic book series from like five ish years ago. Um, They've done a few different variations, um, like even just within the last 10 years um, since, you know, Marvel and Disney and Star Wars. Those all kind of became one. Um, But yeah, the the mainline Darth Vader series, um, really, really great. I think that Darth Vader is like one of the best fictional characters of all time anyway. Um, but this is just like good side story stuff between like, I think it's between episodes three and four. <laughs> it's just great. Like him plotting uh, sort of all of his his moves um, with the Emperor and then like the people that he's interacting with and like getting use out of <laughs> all of them reaching like a certain point with Darth Vader where they've they've kind of used up everything that he's going to get out of them and them all coming to the realization like, okay, well, now he's going to kill me. And then he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I actually
1: don't really know much about those uh, other than they exist.
0: Highly recommended. Uh, the Darth Vader series, the mainline Star Wars series was good too. Uh, Dr. Aphra is like a, a unique character that was created from the comic series. Those, That's a great line. All really good stuff. I would check it out.
1: Isn't there a... Uh- an R2 unit that has the force.
0: (laughs) Uh, There is an R2 unit that has the force. I, I did read this. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's very silly. And even in these, these comic series, there's like a, a dark R2D two a dark (laughs) C3PO. So like the evil versions of them that like the C3PO has the same kind of like proper speech and etiquette, but also everything he's talking about is like assassinating people. That's
1: pretty good. I like that.
0: It's extremely silly.
1: And then the evil uh, R2 beeps ominously.
0: <laughs> Honestly, yes. They're great. Uh, you know what has a lot of Star Wars references in it is Samurai Jack.
1: Oh, yeah. A uh, shitload.
0: <laughs> uh, do you want to recap an episode of Samurai Jack with me? I would love to. All right, let's do it. it! Samurai Jack, episode six, titled Jack and the Warrior woman uh november 19th 2001 is the date that i have from the official samurai jack wiki um (laughs) we've spent a lot of time like dissecting the dates because we think that there's like this giant leap forward in time that's going to happen this is the one this is two months after the last episode because the last one i believe was august 27th uh yeah
1: it's something like that okay so maybe this this is is what what i was thinking of yeah
0: but what's also weird man i don't know I don't know how much we need to talk about it right now, but like, I'm pretty sure that I also saw that the very next episode, episode seven is like September 5th or something. So it's like a regular. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know how it works.
1: It could be that they played out of order too.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, that's entirely possible.
1: Yeah. I don't know though.
0: Confusing stuff. Um, but yeah, November 19th, 2001, the episode opens up and the very first thing that happens is there's an alien at the top of this large tower. Who's doing like one of those high-pitched screams? Um, I actually looked it up in the word for it. I believe is ululation. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to just refer to it as a high-pitched scream, even though that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. We open up on on that, and then immediately the it cuts to like this crowded market or like a like a bazaar, mm-hmm. and it's filled with bustling aliens like going about their business and like interacting with each other and shopping like all these stalls um kind of like a wild scene that like this exists on earth right now
1: yeah yeah not a human in sight
0: well yeah it's kind of interesting to me that like the aliens have kind of adopted like the culture of you know this kind of middle easterny arabian vibe um but no humans they are literally all aliens
1: yeah and there's a lot of background characters in this scene, too, like a ton of different like uh, species of aliens. We see all kinds of crazy characters running around here.
0: Yeah, um, it's all pretty cool. Well, um, we actually I have a few highlights of like the different shots that we see um, of these these great background characters. Um, there's one smaller alien that's grooming another alien's very long beard.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and he cuts it like, off. Yeah. He like, cuts <laughs> the end of it right off. Um, but yeah, they. Then we see there's a like a goblin. There's an alien that kind of looks like a goblin that's taking a bubble bath with a dragon, <laughs> yeah, in like a big fountain
1: in the fountain in the middle.
0: <laughs> yeah, Uh that was very good. Um, there's a f- there's like a frog that's blowing bubbles out of a big hookah.
1: Yeah, it almost looks like a big saxophone even.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you could have played a little a little tune. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. Um, and then kind of the star of the show, I think. Um, is there's a there's like a blue alien that looks like a devil. It kind of looks like a demon Um, and it's got its face away from the camera and then it turns around to face the camera and has scorpions crawling on his face.
1: Yeah. They look like uh, teardrop tattoos, but they're live scorpions. Just <laughs>
0: but they're actual scorpions. <laughs> he's like a blue Jafar
1: face. almost.
0: Yeah, Um, that guy's intimidating, but um, also insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the real he's the real MVP of the scene, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, and what's. Also interesting about the scene is that the audio, like the sound in the background, and this whole episode is actually filled with great music, which we'll talk about in mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but the sounds in this scene are of like an actual real like bustling market. Like it sounds like, it sounds like what they did, and this is probably exactly what they did, is literally go on location to like an actual market like this in like a Middle Eastern village um, and take real audio samples of people like going about and shopping and everything and then just use that as the episode audio. I mean that's kind of what it sounded like
1: yeah, to that, me. That would make sense too. Probably the easiest way to do it.
0: Right. I thought that was a really nice touch. But yeah, there's there's shots of all these weirdo aliens and the guy with the scorpions. Love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. We get all those shots of them and then um, we actually see Jack walking through the streets. Um he's wearing like a dark robe And he's got his hood on and his face is kind of obscured.
1: He kind of looks like the uh, the rabbit character from Spyro three when you first meet them. Okay, yeah. Same same robe, same like half the face is hidden.
0: Uh, Would it shock you to know that I haven't played any Spyro games?
1: It would. I'm very upset with you (laughs) right
0: now. But I do think I own a Skylander, which is almost worse.
1: Yeah, completely different. (laughs) <laughs> Your, my disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined.
0: That's all right. Uh, I'll face the wrath of the Internet, which is known for being staunch Spyro diehards. <laughs> yeah. Staunch Spyro stands, some yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jack is he's walking through the streets and um, we actually see for a moment that there's something watching him like from the shadows. And Jack, he keeps walking. He doesn't see this. And he keeps walking. He keeps walking and he reaches a building that's got like the symbol over the door um, and he looks down in his hands and he's holding a scroll like a piece of paper that's got the same symbol written on it. He walks in the door of this building and it's like this little shop uh, that's filled with these strange artifacts and like curios. Um, is curios the right word here? I don't really know what a curio is.
1: I, I It sounded right to me, uh, <laughs> but I I actually don't know really either. I think it's right, though.
0: I'm going to feel smart and stick with Curios.
1: Yeah. And if we're wrong, you can email us at gotarecap at gmail.com and let us know.
0: And I just want everyone to know I didn't say Cheerios because I do know what those are. <laughs> yeah, that's what you
1: say. That's what you say when you're happy about something in, in Britain.
0: <laughs> yeah, we it kind of like pans across the shelves and like the walls in this place. There's some strange artifacts. There's like things in jars and like different heads like. Like, shrunken heads and, mm-hmm. like, masks and stuff, like, hanging from the ceiling. Um Probably the most gruesome thing is there's, like, what looks like an actual monkey with its head cut open.
1: Yeah, with the top of its head gone.
0: Yeah, and, like, little needles and things, like, sticking into its monkey brain.
1: <laughs> it look, it's got, like, a really pained look on its face. Oh, man, it's creepy.
0: I'm not in the market for one of those, but, I mean, I guess it must... There must be someone out there if they're selling it in this shop, or maybe it's not for sale. Maybe it's just for show.
1: It's the it's the mascot
0: um, that would draw me in.
1: Yeah, it's the Hannaford Hank of this uh, <laughs> this curios shop.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not even going to acknowledge that. <laughs> Jack's like looking around the room, and then uh, this little shopkeeper like pokes its head out and and greets Jack. Uh, and actually says to Jack, like, I've, I've been expecting you. Um, and Jack is kind of taken aback by that and uh, starts – Jack tries to, like, explain why he's there, but the shopkeeper, like, quickly cuts him off um, and again says, like, I know why you are here. Um, kind of goes on, like, this long monologue about, like, knowing what Jack's desires are, like, long before he even showed up. Mm-hmm. Many things in life are a mystery, but I know why you are here. Yes, I know like a
1: mother knows its child. <laughs> For example, if the child came home crying, the mother would know why. That is how I know why you are here. Please, I am here for something very important. Of course. This I know. You are here for what you cannot find anywhere else. You are here to fulfill your most intimate desire.
0: The shopkeeper actually says to Jack, um, you are here for what's been woven through time to guide <laughs> you to your home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on a second viewing, uh, I think that's a really great uh, misdirection. <laughs> yeah.
0: If I was Jack, I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, like that's that is exactly what I came here for. <laughs> yeah. Which makes the gag all the more sweeter because like Jack is all fired up. But it turns out that the shopkeeper was just talking about this giant rug that's hanging <laughs> on the wall.
1: Yeah, it's a great bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: beautiful rug, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. Probably very expensive.
0: Yeah. Um, rug shopping. Not one of my favorite activities, but rug having uh, is is a nice feeling.
1: Yeah, 10 out of 10.
0: Yeah, can't be beat. Jack's like, oh, well, okay, well, that's not what I came here for. Maybe this was a mistake and he's about to leave. Um, but the shopkeeper sees that Jack is holding that scroll with the symbols on it and is like, wait, give me give me that scroll and looks at it and starts like trembling um, and describes it <laughs> as the ancient scroll of the Woolies.
1: Yeah, uh, which was confusing for me cuz they never gave him a scroll. <laughs>
0: yeah, they just told Jack to like walk north and you'll you'll get where you need to go. <laughs> I think they must have deleted the scene where the the floating elder Willie was like, "Jack, by the way, take this sticky note. <laughs> yeah.
1: Here's your sick note. Give it to the teacher.
0: <laughs> I printed out a map quest for you." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, don't know why they, they deleted that scene, because um, I'm just confused.
1: The, the, um, the uh, promotional deal with MapQuest fell through.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, Jack uh, hands it over, and then um, the shopkeeper's like, well, why didn't you say you had this? And Jack is like, well, it just kind of shrugs. Um, and then they move on. <laughs> they take Jack to like this back room um, and open up a curtain, and there's like this mechanical-looking, like this robotic-looking glowing pedestal. Uh, that the shopkeeper describes as the light of eternity. Mm -hmm. They sit down around this light and place their hands into it. um, And the shopkeeper starts like delivering this divine prophecy that is shown in the light. um, And they see that there's this shining magical jewel. um, And the shopkeeper says... That um, this jewel is kind of what Jack is seeking to fulfill his destiny. Um, But only one that is pure of heart can use this jewel. But Jack's pure of heart. He's going to be totally fine.
1: Yeah, he's basically like, yeah, that's no problem, man. Like, I I got that.
0: I, Yeah, and I feel the same way. So this is going to be totally (laughs) fine. Um, And the shopkeeper says to Jack to follow, sort of gives the directions to the jewel. But the directions are just follow the setting sun and the rising moon. So like that's that I don't know. Not super specific, but hey, whatever works to get you there, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's a mystical jewel that <laughs> anything will work.
0: And then it's kind of cool cuz like they're showing the 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 sun and the moon, but then like the vision kind of static's out, like there's a great like staticky sound effect. Um and it turns into like this dark twisting figure, like this indescribable shape that's like twisting around. And Jack doesn't really understand it either. Um, and the the shopkeeper just describes it as, as something evil has appeared. And it's kind of like this ominous warning um, about the jewel. Um, but before they can kind of go any further, um, there's a sudden explosion. And uh, the dust kind of settles. And Jack looks up. And there's these dark robots that have, like, their faces obscured. Mm-hmm.
1: All wrapped up.
0: Yeah, um, they're like these tall robots that have four arms that are all just swords.
1: Mm-hmm. They look like uh, Kingdom Hearts enemies. Uh, like yes. Very much so.
0: Yep, that is exactly what they look like. Uh, they show up and they say that they're going to turn Jack into Aku and like collect payment for mm-hmm. it. Um, and Jack is about to fight them and he reaches for a sword, but he's actually left his sword like across the room before he sat down at this this glowing pedestal, um, not a good move by Jack. I guess you're you're you have like the strongest weapon in the world, and you're like I'm gonna not have it on me constantly at all time. I'll
1: just leave this over here. I don't
0: need this, especially in this shop full of like weird mystical items that I'm sure probably have been taken by some questionable means. <laughs> yeah, he's very unprepared. Yeah, but Jack Jack doesn't have a sword, and the Robots um, start kind of launching at him, and Jack Jack is like reaching for a sword, but they block his path, um, and they kind of like cut him up a few times. Um, and Jack, what he does is he um, picks up like a wooden lid, mm-hmm. or like a like a little circular wooden board, and a and a chicken that's been roasting on a spit over a fire, and he holds it in front of him and is ready to fight. And this is actually the thumbnail for the episode on HBO Max. Oh, really? Um, it's him standing there with that chicken. Um, <laughs> which is funny because, like, I have seen those. The, the episode descriptions or the titles on HBO Max are just the number of the episode. So I don't know yeah. what it's going to be unless I recognize the image. Um, So I did not know what this episode was going to be simply based on the image of Jack holding a chicken ready to fight.
1: <laughs> I guess yeah. I
0: should have. That's on me.
1: The DVD doesn't have the uh, titles either.
0: Right. But yeah, he's... <laughs> Jack's ready to go, I guess. But the robots are like, all right, well, this is nothing. And they easily like... I mean, Jack does block a few of their blows, but they pretty easily like destroy the chicken and the little wooden board. And they kind of back Jack into a corner um, and they're about to attack him with a whole bunch of swords uh, when sort of out of the frame, there's a black sword that comes in and blocks all these incoming blows. um, And then... We see that holding that sword is this green woman.
1: Yep. Um, (laughs) Very familiar color scheme on that woman.
0: Yeah. She's got green skin, but she's wearing like this elegant, like long black flowing dress that has red trim.
1: Yep. On the inside, it's red Uh, on the breast of it. It's got these familiar looking horns (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> the bottom of it kind of looks frayed or like flaming almost.
0: I'm trying to think where I've seen this before. I wonder who it could be.
1: Hmm. We'll have to watch and find out.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think she's probably on the up and up. Um,
1: <laughs> she seems trustworthy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. Jack is kind of like staring at her. She actually says to him in like kind of a gruff voice. She says like, well, what are you looking at? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then she just like beats the hell out of these robots for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she cuts them all up. Uh, Jack jumps up and runs to grab his sword. Um, behind the sword is the shopkeeper who's kind of like in a daze. Um, but he sits up and uh, and he looks and he, then he gasps and he says, uh, the evil. And Jack <laughs> Jack just is like, yeah, I know. Robots are evil and then runs away. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, Jack, you moron. Yeah. Jack's like, oh, yeah. Robots. Yeah. Evil. Correct. Anyway, thanks for the prophecy. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jack, he's got his sword so he could fight now. Um, he like takes a couple of them out and the, the woman says to him, like kind of gives him shit for like not being able to fight before. And he says, well, I needed my sword. He's being weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's a bit enamored, I think.
0: Yeah. He's a little enamored, but he's also a little defensive that like he couldn't fight for himself. I think he's kind of acting like an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) And she the woman runs and jumps out like a window um, and Jack follows her. He jumps out the window um, and they land back into this crowded market and she leads him like through the market and then through like these back alleys surrounding it um, all while the robots are chasing them. Yeah,
1: we get a lot of cool camera shots uh, during the chase sequence. We get a lot of like dynamic angles and there's one scene where they run under like a what do you call it? A, a tress, whatever, like a, yeah. a grid. And then like we see the shadows pass over them naturally. It looks really good.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty cool chase sequence. Um, and they're like running through the city. And the woman says to Jack, she says, do you know how to ride an ukla? And Jack's <laughs> like, "Uh, what? And she's, she literally says, it's like a camel, but different. <laughs> yeah, it's like a camel, but not like a camel, you know? <laughs> Which is enough. Jack's like, well, yeah, okay, it's like a camel. I can ride camels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is also funny because it suggests in this world that they do have camels still, but they don't use them.
1: Yeah, not here anything. at least.
0: So at least the camels are Free, free to roam. Mm-hmm. Good for them. But yeah, they, they keep running and then they reach the stable where the ooklas are. And sure enough, they're like these blue camels. I'll have a good pack of camel blues, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably a thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <that's>, uh. <laughs> that, that was a dumb joke. We got a uh, we
1: got a good shot of these guys earlier on in the episode, too, while we were painting over everything we did, uh, get a glimpse of them.
0: Yeah, we've seen them a couple times. Um, but now, yeah, we're 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 looking at the camels. I think one of them like spits into a spittoon that's <laughs> <Yeah>. off screen. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Uh, they they hop on the camels' backs, and uh, the the woman says hut hut hut, and the camel starts to run. <laughs> yep. And Jack's like, okay, I got it, and I think he says hey and nothing happens. So
1: and she yells him, at
0: him, no yeah. hut hut hut, <laughs> <laughs> idiot. <laughs> um. It's no yip yip, but it will do. Do you uh, get it, Brandon? I get it, unfortunately. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh Jack says hut 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 and uh then they toss him the football. That's how it works, right? Yeah, I think so. Um they start running out from the city and into the desert. Um it's kind of weird like it's kind of funny watching this on my TV cuz like it cuts to like a widescreen It's like a lot yeah, of the next shots are in widescreen. Wide um, but it's also in four by three, like there's mm-hmm. black bars on either side of the video. So it just looks like this tiny little sliver in the middle of my 65 inch 4k TV. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're running away and Jack kind of like demands to know who this woman is.
1: Oh, before that, when they leave, we see the robots stop uh, and kind of give each other like, Happy looks. Can't see them smiling, but you can see their eyes. They're they're definitely smiling at each other.
0: Yeah. Um, I missed that part. Um, uh, but that's very silly. Um, yeah, they they ride off into the desert and uh Jack is like talking to this woman, trying to basically like demanding to know who she is. Um, he's kind of still acting like a huge jerk. Yeah. Which is weird for Jack. And he kind of realizes that he's acting that way and he apologizes. And she's like, oh, no harm done, Samurai. And Jack is like Samurai Jack is my name actually, <laughs> which will never not be weird to me. I mean, I guess we're gonna have to get used to it. But Jack literally saying, "Oh, I'm Samurai Jack." Yeah, and Didn't I've got to read back. the title. Uh, it's always going to be weird. Um, but they're they're kind of riding away, and they they make camp at night, um, and they're sitting around this big fire, eating some unidentifiable meat off of a stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're both sitting here eating and uh, they kind of lock eyes for a minute. And Jack is like looking at this woman and uh, then he looks away and like you could tell he's crushing on her a little bit because like (laughs) a little bead of sweat runs down his head.
1: Yeah, Jack has the hots for this lady who's definitely not Aku.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you blame him? (laughs) Yeah, they're sitting around eating this this meat and like a little mole mouse creature pops up out of the ground, like
1: an elephant mouse kind of thing.
0: Yeah, Um, some weird amalgamation of animals that we know. It pops up out of the ground and runs over to Jack, and he feeds it like a little piece of the meat. And then it runs over to the woman who has her hand out. She's holding some meat, and it sniffs her hand, and then it shrieks and burrows back into the earth. Um, And Jack uh, is a total dingus and just thinks that that's hilarious, (laughs) not
1: suspicious. He cracks up.
0: (laughs) He thinks it's hilarious um, and she pauses for a minute and then she starts laughing too and they're both just chuckling about this. <laughs> um, one of many moments in this episode where I just want to slap Jack right in the face.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's so blinded by love.
0: Yeah, they're they they they're laughing and then they kind of stop and she has like a sullen look on her face um, and she actually introduces herself as Ikra. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says that she is trying to Save her father, um, who was a very strong war- warrior that actually stood against Aku and Aku uh, imprisoned her father in like a ring of fire, a ring of fire is what she says. Yeah, he went down, down, down into that burning ring of fire. Um, and uh, I was trying to make another Johnny Cash reference there and I completely <laughs> blanked.
1: <laughs> you dropped the ball on that one.
0: Um, she will make him hurt. <laughs> Um, and then that was terrible. Um, Yeah. She's like describing this to Jack and, um, like as she's telling the story, she's like tracing in the fire, like with a stick, she's like making little figures in the fire to show like a man in prison and like a circle of fire. So uh, that's not suspicious either that she's got like the ability to manipulate this fire.
1: Yeah. No, everybody can do that. Jack chooses not to.
0: Right. Jack's way too cool for that. But Ikra says that she's looking for that jewel, the same exact jewel that, that Jack just learned about. Um, she's looking for it to free her father. And she says that the shopkeeper was the only one who knew where the jewel actually is. Um, so now that they're kind of – they've had to run away, she says, you know, now they might never be able to find it. But Jack's like, hey, guess what? I actually know where it is because that shopkeeper told me. Um, <laughs> And he's super excited for this um, because he's like, Hey, this is great. We both have the same goal. Uh, We'll work together to go get this jewel. And he's like, yeah, I know where it is. And she says, Oh, she's, she like pretends to be shocked. She's like, wow, no kidding. It's like the gif of the, the girl with her hands over her mouth that says like pretends to be shocked. That's basically, that's basically her in this shocked
1: Pikachu face.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, essentially. Um, and Jack's like super stoked. Um, he's like explaining how their their destinies are now intertwined. Um, <laughs> there's this kind of cool shot of them like standing against the rising moon behind them, and uh, she's like way taller than Jack is. Um, but it's kind of a, like a cool shot.
1: Uh, yeah, it is.
0: I think I think the best shot in the best single shot in cinema history is. When Jack Skellington is singing against the moon in the very beginning of Nightmare Before Christmas and then, like, walks down it as it slowly unfurls. Yeah, yep. I think that might be the greatest shot in cinema history.
1: Yeah, so. I, I love that shot. I don't know if I want to commit to that. I don't know if we'll get in trouble for that. but
0: that's I'm I'm rolling with it. Anyone wants to send me some hate, got to recap at gmail.com and I will call you out on this show. Yep. Is I'm that a good... It. Is that a good stance to take as an adversarial stance against our listeners?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, they're all dirtbags. <laughs> they know it. Um, but anyway, we love you. Um, yeah. But anyway, they um, they're like about to leave and they they take off uh, towards the rising moon. They're riding away on these ooklas, Um, And as they run away, like this cool kind of like Middle easterny like, Techno music starts to play behind them. Yeah,
1: it sounds almost well, I could be wrong, but it sounds almost exactly like the uh Agrabah music in Kingdom Hearts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brendan, we get it. Although I think you might be onto to something.
1: I think they they totally ripped off Kingdom Hearts for this episode.
0: Uh well, let's think about this. November nineteenth, two thousand one. That oh, yeah. I, when did well when when is Kingdom Hearts one?
1: I would have to Google it and we would have to listen to my keyboard clickety clack.
0: Mm, I don't think you should be Googling this. We do have listeners that have a very specific job. Oh, that's, that's true. i right. yeah. let you do
1: I don't know do when. It. I'm not totally <laughs> looking it up right now. Um,
0: hey, but if you had to 2002. guess. Okay, that was a good educated guess. Yeah. Okay, well then Kingdom Hearts. Well, totally but uh, that
1: was probably when it came out in America. So we can just go ahead and assume mm. unless somebody wants to correct us at got recap at gmail.com.
0: Someone will definitely want to do that. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, so, yeah, they uh, they're riding away and the cool music starts playing. And then I get sad because it fades to commercial and the music stops. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Uh, But then it fades back in and the music starts again. It like
1: starts over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty, pretty much. They just, yeah, hit hit repeat and the track, the track starts over again. Um, And we get like this montage sequence of Jack and Ikra uh, running through the desert, riding through the desert on these camels, uh, Ookla's, sorry. Um, and there's like a few different events that happen here. Um, they get buried in like a sandstorm, like a sandstorm passes through and then sandstorm starts playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish that was true. <laughs> um, yeah, that happens. And then they're riding at night and there's this giant purple, like sand worm demon mm-hmm. that pops up. Um, Big and spooky looking. Yeah. Creepy looking dude. Um, it pops up and attacks them, and actually eats Ikra whole, mm-hmm. like swallows her whole. Um, and then there's like a pause for a minute, and then she cuts her way out of its stomach, like it slices open its stomach, and like its actual real guts like start pouring yeah, out see a little like bit.
1: Organs shoot out, and then we see like bones and organs inside of it. It's brutal.
0: Yeah, not the. I don't. I wouldn't call it the most graphic thing that has happened on the show, um, because. You know, the whole episode three final sequence with Jack covered in the oil, that was exceedingly violent, even (laughs) if it wasn't actual blood. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is yucky because it's real guts of a fake creature, but still real guts. Um, But yeah, she kind of bursts free from this thing's stomach and her and her ukla are covered in like this stinky acid. So there's a good joke of Jack having to ride behind her and smell the stinky stuff. <laughs> yep. um, then we see them running. They're not even on the camels anymore. They're just running on foot.
1: Yeah. One of Jack's favorite things to do is to run across the desert on run foot Run
0: across deserts. Right. Um, he did learn how to do it. So we know that he's got some experience. Um, <laughs> they're running and this flying like gargoyle creature mm-hmm. Uh, like this big hairy gargoyle looking thing flies out of the air and snatches Ikra and like starts to fly away with her. Um, and Jack actually leaps up like these stone pillars that are kind of beside them. Um, he leaps up them and jumps into the air and lands on its back. And it kind of like flies around wildly for a minute. Then he like smacks it on the back of the head. He's like, what's the matter with you?
1: Yeah, he just slaps it. <laughs>
0: He slaps it. And I think it actually gives out like a little dog whine. It does. Yeah. Which is cute. (laughs) It just looks really sad after that. (laughs) Right. Jack like directs it back down to the ground and they, it lets Eker go and then it flies away. Um, So that's good. And then the next sequence in this montage, I have written here in my notes, um, Jack falls in quicksand and accepts his fate.
1: Yeah, he just he just watches Ikra <laughs> run off into the distance and does nothing to try to escape. He just like looks so dejected. <laughs> he as doesn't he
0: sinks. <laughs> he doesn't scream. He doesn't struggle. <laughs> he, just he just allows goes, it. You know what? I've worked really hard on this quest. And if this is where it's going to end. I could have done a lot worse
1: <laughs> It's such a weird scene
0: <laughs> Yeah he accepts that uh, the, the cold grasp of death is upon him <laughs> um, But then uh, Ikra like frees him With a tree branch so he's fine um, That was weird <laughs> Then the very next scene The music changes And uh, I just wanted To ask you Brendan could you feel the love Tonight?
1: Oh I could uh, Jeff looks really hot for Ikra in this scene. <laughs> they they give each other sultry eyes back and forth. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. They they stare at each other like across a fire or whatever. And it like zooms in on their eyes, and yeah, they're
1: And they're feeding each other strawberries and
0: <laughs> Yeah. Essentially. Um and then it cuts to a sex scene. Um, <laughs> Man, I oh it would have been such a good gag if they fucked. Uh, like that—that would, that would have been like the ultimate prank by Aku. Like, ah, foolish samurai, you fucked me, and it wasn't that good.
1: What is this old boy?
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but they fuck, and then <laughs> the next day, uh, they keep running, and they reach like this camp, uh, where there's like these soldiers that kind of stop them as soon as they approach the camp. Um, and they lead them to this tent that's got like this ornately dressed like kind of sultan looking guy. Um, and then they cut to like a feast. They're having a feast in this tent and there's like a bunch of other like ornately dressed, like rich looking like merchants or royalty or something. And <laughs> it's funny, there's like a female belly dancer that comes in and starts dancing and like everyone's having a good time. Um, but then I think they have to like even it out because Igra's a woman so they then bring in a male belly dancer and she's like horrified that this is happening yeah
1: she's very off-put by the male belly dancer but jack um, gives her this like encouraging smile like, yeah. this is for you
0: <laughs> hey go for it <laughs> he does a great job the dancer does so you got you gotta give him props um but yeah, that's, that's kind of the end of this, this desert montage sequence. And we, we, well, actually after this, we see like they just keep running and like the sun rises and the, the, then sets and then it's day and night and day and night. They're running for days mm-hmm. through this desert. And finally they reach like this little oasis in the middle of the desert. Um, there's like these, these tall trees that they see in the distance. Um, they approach it and. Uh, There's like a pool of water in the middle of it, too. Um, Ikra like starts drinking from it.
1: It looks Um, really green, though. I don't know if I would drink from that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Unsettling. But if you've been in the desert for long enough, you know, you might go for it.
1: Yeah. A little dysentery never
0: hurt. No, certainly not. (laughs) Um, History will bear that out. (laughs) But yeah, they're they're in this like little oasis and, and Jack looks up and he spots that that shining jewel, like that same jewel that they've been looking for. It's like this shining green jewel floating in the air. Um, And uh, Jack is like super excited that their quest has come to an end. He like gives this little speech and then he starts making an appeal to this flying jewel and saying like, hey, uh, we have this quest. We've been running through the desert to find you. Great jewel. Um, Please grant us our wishes, basically. Um, And then the jewel like blasts them with like this giant beam. It like lights up and then this giant beam like blasts out and envelops them as like basically like scanning them for a mm-hmm. minute. Ikra is kind of like horrified Uh and Jack is like, no, it's all right. It's just testing us to see if we have a pure heart, which we both totally do. So this is going to be fine.
1: We are both real chill. Nothing <laughs> evil is going on here.
0: <laughs> nope. Neither one of us is a shape-shifting master of darkness (laughs) yeah it it scans them for a minute and then it stops and the ground starts to tremble and jack's like well this isn't right and then from (laughs) beyond in the forest like we see that the jewel is now implanted in the forehead of this gigantic monster that's basically like i think you described it as a a djinn which is exactly Mm -hmm. what it is yep um, and it's got like six arms and red eyes. It's like this humongous monster um, that's got, yeah, that, that jewel implanted right in the middle of its forehead. Jack's pissed. Like he does not understand what is going on here. Yeah, he's 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 like very frustrated that the, the pure heart test did not work out and says, you know, well, I'm not going to fight this thing. Um, that's not the right thing to do. And it just like zaps him like its eyes light up and it zaps him with like a big laser beam yeah yeah he gets like fried and then he kind of looks up and as he looks up <laughs> ikra has turned into basically like a bat um yeah and like a
1: long body but with like big wings where her arms should be
0: right um and she's like zipping through the air like flying all around this gin um and and jack is you know reasonably startled for Jack, but like for us, we're all like, Jack, yeah, how did you think this was going to turn out, bud? (laughs) Idiot. Yeah, Jack is – he says to Ikra like, oh, you can fly? And she's like, yeah, check this shit out. (laughs) And then she lands and she turns into like – she just starts growing in size and like – she's basically Ant-Man.
1: Yeah, Um, or like one of the monsters from Power Rangers.
0: Right. Just like grows – humongous and is like even bigger than this gin now and just starts like boxing it, like punching it right in the face. Yeah. Jack is like incredulous at the sight of this. He's like, Oh, I can't, what the, I can't believe anything." what is going on right now? I am (laughs) so lost. (laughs) Uh, and we're all, we're all still shocked Pikachu. Um, (laughs) but yeah, she just kind of like beats the fuck out of this gin. Like it's nothing. Um, and like knocks it out cold. It like falls over backwards. Um, she runs over to it. She's like a regular size again. She runs over to it and steals the jewel out from its forehead. Um, so even though Jack had these reservations about like fighting this monster in the first place. Um, now he's like so happy that his quest is over. He's like going on this little speech about like, ah, oh, finally, it's at an end and I'll be able to return to my own time. And we we both did it. This is great.
1: Yeah, I can leave this hell hole is essentially <laughs> yeah. what he says.
0: Yeah, basically. Um But then, of course, uh, we hear that we hear the sound of like shattering glass Mm -hmm. and we all know exactly what has happened. Um, It cuts over and we see that Icarus standing over the jewel, which she's smashed into pieces on the ground. And there's uh, silence for a minute. Um, And then she starts to cackle. Um, she starts laughing. She's doing this very yeah, maniacal evil laugh, which actually, of course, like fades into being Aku's laugh. It's the same laugh that Aku does.
1: Oh my God. I did not see that coming.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm stunned. <laughs> what this a show, twist. <laughs> yeah. This show really threw me for a loop here. Jack says to her, <laughs> it's funny. Jack says to her, Ikra. And then in Aku's voice, we hear, no fool. Uh, and <laughs> it pans over and it's it's the shape of Aku. She's turned into the shape of Aku, like the recognizable Aku body. Mm-hmm. But it pans up and we actually see that the face is still Ikra's face. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is unsettling. Uh, but then Aku says, um, it is I. And then in Ikra's voice, then says Aku. Um, so... Just yeah, kind of weird, uncomfortable sequences in this in this Aku reveal. Yeah. But uh yeah, Jack is like Jack cannot believe what has happened here. Um he's such a fucking idiot. And <laughs> Aku is like so happy that he's tricked Jack. He's like, this is the best thing that Aku has basically ever done. Um he's like <laughs> He's like mocking Jack, like saying, like, you fool, like you idiot. That you, was so easy to trick you. And you I made pawns. you fuck me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> It's very great. Uh, <laughs> Aku says that he had a, a nightmare uh, about this jewel, uh, but didn't know where to find it. But he knew that Jack would eventually lead him there. So he's basically tricked Jack into, you know. Taking him to the jewel, which worked perfectly because Jack was just such a total bonehead for the last 22 minutes. <laughs> this is like my favorite Aku sequence that I think that we've had in any of these episodes so far. is just Aku gloating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh, my poor father
1: trapped in a ring of fire
0: by mean old Aku. And then Jack is pissed and like jumps at him with a sword. He's like wants to fight him. Um, And Aku has turned into a bat and like flown away. Um, And Jack basically yells at him and is like, debate me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Jack is like so pissed off. He's like, come and fight me. I think he calls him a coward.
1: Yeah. Fight Um, me, coward.
0: Right. Um, And Aku Aku says like, "Uh, we will fight. But only once I figure out how I'm going to beat you, Um, which seems fair.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Jack is, Jack is pissed. Um, Aku flies away and Jack like basically plunges his sword. He like lets out a big scream and plunges his sword straight into the ground. Um, And then very like solemnly, he swears, he vows that one day he will destroy Aku. Um, And it kind of pans up like over this desert scene. Um, and then that is the end of the episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, great ending. Real, real downer.
0: So I might consider this to be my least favorite of the episodes that we've watched so far. Um, I am so frustrated with Jack like throughout this whole episode, which I know is kind of the point is that, you know, he's he's so trusting of um Pretty much everyone that he encounters that says anything bad about Aku he's like, OK, yeah, we're we're on the same side here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just so like naive and so stupid and boneheaded throughout this whole episode. Like like I said, there were there were multiple points in this episode where I just wanted to be like, Jack, man, like, come on, figure it out. We, we are 10 steps ahead of you, bud.
1: Yeah, he's a real dummy <laughs> for this whole episode.
0: Yeah, um, which I have to imagine like. Will probably continue. Like, if it's this easy to trick Jack, like, definitely, I think there's going to be other episodes where some villains get the better of him. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know, it was just so frustrating to like see all of this. Like, there were really good moments in here. Um, like I said, I love the Aku sequence at the end of it,
1: yeah, um, for sure.
0: And and yeah, the music and like even like some of the events of them in the desert, like. All of that stuff is really cool. But yeah, just this whole episode just kind of left me, I don't know, left me a little frustrated. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it. I think I did. But yeah, I would I would maybe consider this at the bottom of the episodes that we've watched so far for me.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would agree with you. I i, I would actually put this probably towards the top, um, but mostly okay. probably because we get a lot of Aku in the episode.
0: That is that is true.
1: I think he's probably the best character in the show, um, even above Agreed. Jack. Um so I just liked getting to hang out with him for a while, even if we didn't know it was him for the whole episode. <laughs> I had no idea.
0: Um, he fooled us all. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're you. You are 100 percent right about that. Um, I have been definitely missing Aku like he's been gone for now several episodes and you kind of forget like what you have when it's not there. Like, mm. And when he comes back, yeah, maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much is like, oh, finally back back to the back to the yaku. Yeah. But overall an interesting episode. Um Jack's got to figure his mental game out if he's going to find a way back to the past. He's got the he's got the physical fighting part down, but he's really got to buckle down sort of yeah. mentally. Yeah, he's easily distracted. Got to start using the old noodle. He was not thinking with his his brain in this episode, but thinking more with his sword, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I think I might because he likes to fight.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> thanks for broing out with me, <laughs> Brandog. dog. But yeah, this was um, just kind of a silly episode all around. Great to see Yaku again. Mm-hmm. Um, Bumping soundtrack. Oh, yeah. 100%. I would listen to that on my own time. Probably not. That would be a weird thing to do. I, I did listen to it uh, <laughs> on Ooh.
1: its own because I was trying to find out who the composer was for it. Because I was like, this sounds a lot like Kingdom Hearts. And I wanted to see,
0: <laughs> but I could not uh, find it. That's OK. That's what we have uh, got to recap at gmail.com about. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, if anyone does want to let us know if the composer of Kingdom Hearts contributed to Samurai Jack at all um, or has any other questions or any comments about the show, got to recap at gmail.com. That's where you can reach us. And uh, we may read you on a future episode of the show. And uh, as always follow us on social media, got a recap, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We would love to see you all there. And please uh, remember to rate and review us on Apple podcasts and other services.
1: Thank you all for listening. We really love the continued support.
0: Yes. Thank you all so much. And uh, we hope that you will join us again next week. Uh, Hopefully Jack figures out his shit and, uh, Hopefully he gets laid once again. <laughs> I think it's likely. I actually know the episode that comes up next week and uh, it would be <laughs> wild if he got laid in this episode. But hey, time will tell.
1: I do not know the episode that's coming up, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. We're getting pretty close to the end of the season, though, aren't we?
0: Yeah, uh, not too many episodes left. I think it might be 13. Actually, I think we're about halfway. Yeah, because I, th- I think it's 13 episodes. Um, some real, real bangers coming up here
1: i'm looking forward to it
0: yeah 100 um and yeah we hope that you will all join us uh for the ride here uh but that is going to do it for this episode and uh as always thank you for listening and we will catch you all next week goodbye bye